Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I asked this question right at the very beginning of the show. Uh, a lot of controversy at an auction in the Republic. And I mentioned lot 247 to be precise and I asked the question would you bid for an RPG-7 rocket launcher used by the provisional IRA to decorate your home or bar and I want to speak to Kenny Donaldson from Innocent Victims United who has an opinion on this. Kenny good morning. Good morning, Frank. How are you? I'm I'm very well, Kenny. Just just to, to uh, remind people or to inform people who aren't aware of this, it's a Dublin auction house that's selling a rocket-propelled grenade, an RPG launcher, which may have been used by the IRA in the troubles, and they've been accused of uh, profiting from terror. We've we've asked them to come on, but they're they're not available. The RPG Seven is being exhibited as part of White's uh, eclectic collector sale on. April the 6th, and comes with two inert rocket-propelled grenades, disabled booster rocket, and accessories. The catalogue of Lot 247 states that the RPG was used by the provisionals in Northern Ireland between 1969 and 1998, and it even lists examples. It says, most notably in Lurgan, where it was used against the British Army observation posts and the military base at Kitchen Hill in the town. It reads, the IRA also used them in West Belfast against British armoured personnel carriers and army uh, moving towards uh, operating basis. Um, so th- th- this sounds like a weapon which has indeed seen action uh, during the, the, the Troubles. Kenny, you have a problem with it being on display or being up for sale? Well, Frank, it's actually quite an odd situation, this, and um, I suppose we, we, we have the first point that we make is, you know, this particular weapon was only deactivated in 2013. So you'd ask a question really around how long was it in circulation prior to then? Um, why was it not part of the official decommissioning process? Um, and I suppose we have asked the question of this last number of days um, if the authorities on indeed both sides of the border have taken an interest in this weapon um, to examine what its, what its history might be. Um, but you know, there's obviously there's there's that particularly cynical history that it could have, uh, but then there's also the other possibility that, that this weapon has not, um, in a sense, been used, but that the the actual auction house which are is selling it are seeking to profit from the um, if you want to call it the, the romanticisation again of a weapon 
being used over over years of of the troubles, uh, principally you know against the British Army on D dollars, um, because that particular weapon is said to be worth approximately five to six hundred pounds, and it's obviously on uh, auction sale for four to six thousand euro. Um, but again, I think the response which came from the auction house initially whereby this, you know, is a historical item and that it should be viewed in that context. Um, the troubles are not history for, for very, very many people. Uh, they still are, are a living, um, you know, um, it's, it's their life to this day and the issues for which they deal with. And that RPG-7, um, obviously being used over the course of troubles, took lives and also destroyed other lives, leaving people maimed as a result you get a sense that people will suffer. They'll suffer psychologically from the idea of someone buying this and displaying it in, in a pub or, or putting it on display even in some form of museum or, or having it as an artefact in, in their home. You, you feel that the, the transaction, the wheeling and dealing that goes on in the auction world, that that's an insult to victims. Very much so, Frank. I mean, the bottom line is this is uh, an item which is, you know, an item of terrorism. It's it's a tool of death. Um, it's nothing more than that. Um, and it's almost day and daily, um, you know, we see across this country an, an attempt just to to normalise all these type of issues um, to the point where, you know, victims are almost put into uh, a sphere of, you know, what what is your problem? Why aren't you moving on? Um, it was you know, I'm not going to go into it this morning, but it's like the response of the promoter and the, the Michael Conlon issue in terms of, of, of the boxing. Um, all of these things are all interwoven nowadays into a narrative to try and um, normalise what we had here for 35 and 40 years. And the reality was there was absolutely nothing normal about it at all. And tourism's not glorious. Um, it's certainly not, you know, romantic. Um, the impacts and legacy which it leaves, as well as other criminal violence, is extremely severe upon the innocence of impacts. Uh, were, were you equally critical, Kenny, of the weapon that was in the, I think it was in the Imperial War Museum? It was removed in 2014, but it was in the British Imperial War Museum in, in London, and it was the, the weapon, one of the weapons used to, to kill the innocent people in Sean Graham's bookmakers. It, it ended up in a war museum in, in London. I, I, is that ever appropriate? No. Absolutely not, Frank. Um, no weapon which has been used in, in the targeting of people from the point of view of, of, of a terror campaign is ever acceptable. Um, you know, and we need to be very clear here. People um, describe this place on occasions as, as a war. Well, if it were a war, then there would be very many uh, senior political leaders who would be standing in the head today, and they're not. And the realities were that this was not a war. Um, it suits people to skirt between the two, um, war and, and terror, and almost be in the middle and never be held accountable for anything. The reality is this was certainly no war uh, that, that occurred in Northern Ireland for 40 years. But is the suggestion there then that these items should never be for sale, not even in our grandchildren's time? Well, I suppose what I would say, Frank, is these items shouldn't be for sale because they should be decommissioned. They should be in um, particular... Um, you know, um, they should have they should have been in holes, um, actually destroyed. Um, why are they still existing? 
But is, is that but is that not what history is that not what history is about artifacts? I, I can understand that you're suggesting this is a very early artifact. If it was only decommissioned in 2013 and it's been sold in 2019 for a price at a Dublin auction, I think a lot of people will understand your your argument. But in 40, 50, 100 years from now, when people look back on the history of 1980, 1990, and they can touch something that literally played a part for better or for worse? Is it not just part of war memorabilia, the way it's viewed in different countries around the world? But I think there is a big distinction, Frank, between war memorabilia in the context of an actual stated war, whether it be the First or the, or the Second World War, or indeed, um, you know, other, other, um, other contexts where, where a, a particular nation has declared war. And there is a, a set of rules of engagement. There were no rules of engagement in the context of this place. And if there were, as I state before, there'd be very many people would be before the Hague. And the disappearance of people, the murdering of civilians, um, the, the torture of people, all those issues would mean that they would be standing there. And of course they're not. Historians might argue with you. A lot of victims won't. Uh, Kenny, thank you very much indeed. Uh, Kenny Donaldson from Innocent Victims uh, United. Um, if you're just switching on the radio, good morning. This is the U105 phone-in. It's Frank Mitchell here until the middle of the day. Your opinions on anything you hear on the show, very welcome indeed on 02890 three one zero five. The Frank Mitchell phone-in on U105 with Wright Sofaland. Experience luxurious living at Wright Sofaland Kalinchi and our flagship showroom at Knock Belfast. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.